once again. Glad that you guys are uh, celebrating with us today. There's a song that we sing a lot in this uh, time of the year. It's called Joy to the World. You guys know it? All right. Um, Joy is an amazing gift. And we draw a lot of attention to it during this time of the year for sure. Um, But you know, in some ways it's really hard to define joy. Once you've experienced it though, once, once, you have, uh, once joy has come into your life, it's one of those things that you don't ever want to be without again. It's something that's so deeply seated inside of you that it becomes part of who you are. Joy is one of those words that we hear a lot during the Christmas season. You read it on Christmas cards. Uh, you hear it in Christmas carols, and uh, you even see it on banners in, in stores as you walk around. It's a word that describes a lot of the celebrations that we have just like we've chosen to describe our celebration today with with joy. But if you were honest, you would have to admit that sometimes it's actually hard to be joyful. How many of you guys saw the struggle that they had this morning with lighting the joy candle up here? Sometimes no matter how hard you try, joy just seems really difficult, doesn't it? It seems difficult to come by. It's because joy is something that you can't manufacture. You can't drum it up. Not at Christmas time, not at any time. It's one of our challenges that we have is, um, as humans. We, we tend to associate joy with the wrong things. We tend to connect it with happiness. We tend to connect it with circumstances. If, uh, if things are going well, I'm filled with joy. If things are not, if they're challenging, I lack joy. That's our um, misappropriation of joy. We, we fail to connect it to the right things. That's part of our challenge. Joy is not based on circumstances. Scripture is really clear about that. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. And uh, I even said in the first service, you know, I, my plan here is to preach for 10 minutes, but I just got started, so don't hold me to it, Okay. 10 minutes, there's two points that we're going to write down today. You can't find joy by going to a Christmas party. You can't buy it at a shopping mall. You can't wrap it and put it underneath a tree. Now, those things can produce smiles, and we love those smiles, don't we? We love seeing the smiles that come across the faces. But when we do those things in hoping to produce joy... It tends to leave us discouraged and it tends to leave us empty because we simply cannot produce joy. That's one of the challenging things. It's one of the frustrating things in life. We can't produce joy. Joy goes beyond our outward circumstances. It goes beyond our inward feelings. It goes beyond our smiles. It's something that's found deeply seated in the soul of people who have found a way to possess it. And there's good news for us this morning, and that is that we don't have to produce joy. It's already been produced for us. Drew spoke just a few minutes ago about the story found in the book of Luke, one of the gospel narratives in the Bible. And what we celebrate today is actually the source of all mankind's joy. And it started with what the Bible describes as this great cinematic experience of some shepherds on a hillside in Bethlehem 
some 2,000 years ago. In Luke chapter 2, we read where the angel of the Lord appeared to these shepherds and he said, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And here's the source. Here's the source of the joy. The angel said, Today in the city of David, a Savior has been born to you. If you have a pencil or a pen, I'd like you to circle those words to you. A Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And that writer goes on to tell us that when the shepherds, those shepherds, found baby Jesus, they received joy. Scripture goes on to also say that these wise men that we also have heard about, the wise men, when they found, when they saw the Christ star that was to direct them, that they too were filled with joy. Even John the Baptist, when he was still in his mother's womb, when Mary was pregnant with Jesus and, and Elizabeth was pregnant with, with uh, Joseph and they met, it said that, that John the Baptist leapt for joy in his mother's womb. You see, joy was the dominant theme that surrounded the birth of God's son. And the source of this joy was that little baby that we celebrate the eternal Son of God. We, we call him Jesus. And if you're looking for joy this Christmas, I suggest that you will find all that you need in the gift of God's Son. I want to give you two things to write down this morning. The first is that joy is a gift. Joy is an eternal, it's a divine gift that comes our way only through God's Son. And I, I want you to hear this. If there's one thing that you take away Today, If there is one thing that you take away from this, uh, this gathering today, let it be the understanding that true joy comes from the presence of Jesus Christ in your life. True joy. See, the Christian life isn't merely a, an invitation to become a good or a moral person. The Christian life is an invitation to enter into true joy through a relationship with God's Son. The angel said, I bring you good news of great joy. And you know, there's a very distinct uh, separation between good news and great joy. If, if you were to win a million dollars, I would say, that is good news. If I were to win a million dollars, I would say, that's great joy. <laughs> Listen, Good news becomes great joy when it becomes personal. Jesus came for you. C.S. Lewis wrote this very succinctly, very, very clear statement. We each receive joy by finding God personally. Joy is there, and there's good news, but that good news becomes great joy when you say yes when it becomes personal. Here's the second thing I want you to write down, and that is joy involves a choice. Whether we choose to live in concert with Christ and receive that joy, or we choose to live contrary to him and we forfeit that joy, that's our choice. Joy involves a choice, and, and humanity's 
experience. Mankind's experience of joy comes as the result of what Scripture calls abiding in Christ. Abiding in Christ simply means that we would choose to live in harmony with him, with his words, with his way. When we choose to abide in Christ, joy becomes ours. That's good news that becomes great joy. See, this baby whose birth we celebrate at Christmas season would later meet with his disciples in an upper room the night before his death. And there he spoke to them about joy. And I think the context took them by surprise, as joy often does take us by surprise. Jesus was speaking to them about his impending death. And he tried to prepare them for the the awfulness of what stood in front of them. And it was in that very difficult moment, in that difficult conversation, that Jesus began to talk to them about joy. Here's what he said. He said, you'll grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. I'll be separated from you, but then you'll see me again, and you'll rejoice. And no one can take away that joy. Let me say this again. No one, no one can take away that joy because joy is found in his presence. I would say that if you were somehow separated from Christ today, that you'd be lacking that joy because the joy is directly connected and associated with Jesus' presence in your life. And he said, I'm going to be separated from you and you're going to grieve, but then I'm going to come back and you're going to be filled with joy again. And no one will ever be able to take that joy away. He went on to say this, I've said this to you so that in me you may have peace because I know that in this world you're going to face many difficulties. But be of good cheer. That sounds like something we should say at Christmas time, doesn't it? Be of good cheer. I have overcome this world. And Jesus is telling us, the Christ is saying to us that joy can be ours in every circumstance. The good ones and the not so good ones. Regardless of what is happening around us, regardless of what is happening to us, we can still know the joy because joy is found in Him, not in circumstances, not in smiles, not in presence. Those things are wonderful and we enjoy them but they can never produce joy. Wherever you find yourself this Christmas, I want to encourage you to choose joy. Joy can be present in a difficult economy. It can happen right in the middle of a battle. It can happen in the middle of a struggle. It can even be present in the middle of difficult family gatherings. Can I get an amen on that? And joy can even be found in an intensive care unit in a hospital. Why? Because that's the nature of joy. Joy is not based on circumstances. It's not based on others. Guess what? It's not even based on you. It's found in Jesus. It's found in him alone. So let me ask, are you filled with joy this Christmas or are you still searching for it? If today you're sitting in these chairs and you're saying, I I don't feel joy, 
are missing it. I want to tell you the best thing that you could do today is to find a way to restore that joy. The joy that we've been talking about, the joy that we've been singing about, the joy that we celebrate today comes from the presence of Jesus Christ in your life. It's a gift from God, and it begins when you invite Jesus to take up residence in your life. And if you've never done that, or maybe you've done it in the past, and somehow you don't even know how to explain it, somehow there's been a separation. Let me tell you how you can know that there's been a separation, guys. Because the joy is gone. In the midst of our most difficult challenges of life, Jesus said, never will I forsake you. I'll never leave you. I will always be there. Joy is always possible. No matter what you face. One of the things I love about our Savior is he didn't want you to face life alone. Because you can have joy no matter what. And if today you are just, you're honest with yourself. You're saying, I don't have it. I want to give you an opportunity. I want to give you an opportunity before we wrap up today. Just to either restore that or to maybe invite it in for the very first time. Would you guys bow your heads with me this morning? If that's you, I just encourage you to, to pray this simple prayer with me. You can say, God, thank you for sending the gift of joy to us. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus. And Jesus, I thank you for, uh, for dying for my sins and bringing me a brand new life. Thank you for bringing me joy. I ask that you'd forgive me. I've tried to, I've tried to do things on my own. But today I ask that you'd be the Lord of my life. Amen. Amen. Listen, once again, one of the most important things, the most important thing that I hope you walk away with today is not that I was able to sing amazing songs with an incredible orchestra and a beautiful choir and, and you take the, the, Facegram or the, the Facebook and Instagram pictures and, you know, and you're like, this was awesome. Listen, if the one thing that you walk away with today is to be able to say, I found joy again. Listen, your life will never be the same. Christmas will take on a whole different meaning when you really recognize what this gift is that God sent to you, that he sent to me. Listen, at some point in your life, at some point in my life, at some point in the history of this world, God looked down on us and he said, this guy needs help. This lady, she really needs help because she's not going to be able to do this on her own. So scripture says that God sent his very best. He sent his one and only son, Jesus, because he knew that there was only one way that this life and this joy that he intended all along for you there's only one way that you could have it. And that was that Jesus, his son, would purchase it for you. Every week we take an opportunity to, to receive communion together as a church family. 
And it's an opportunity for us to remember that the life that we celebrate, the joy that we get to talk about today and we get to sing about, it came at a price, guys. It came at a price. You know what Scripture says about Jesus on the cross? It says that it was for the joy that was set before him that he endured that cross for you. So that you could have joy. It's a difficult thing for us to celebrate the sacrifice. Because we recognize today what Jesus went through was painful. It was brutal. And we don't like to, we don't like to dwell on those things. And it's hard to celebrate those. But Jesus, there was joy inside of him. He endured that because he knew what it was going to purchase for you. The joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. And today we're going to celebrate. We're going to remember what Jesus did for us. And there's a couple of things as we get ready for that. At the end of our service today, there's going to be some, some prayer teams up here. Our elders are going to be here to be able to pray for you and just to be able to celebrate with you. And here's what I'd like to encourage. If, if you prayed this prayer with me of asking Jesus to, to become the Lord of your life, I want to encourage you to do one simple thing. It's simple and yet takes a little bit of guts. There's a difference between simple and easy sometimes, isn't there? Your connection card in your bulletin today on the very back, there's a box that, that says yes. Here's all that I'm asking you to do. As a church family, we just want to pray for you. We're not going to put you on some kind of an uh, email list. We're not going to take a picture and, and send it out to, you know, on our e-newsletter or anything like that. We just want to be a church. and We just want to be your church. We want to pray for you. So if you prayed that prayer today, maybe it, was the, maybe it was just coming back to Jesus, or maybe it was the very first time, would you take a moment and check that box and just put your name on this card and bring it to one of these elders at the end of our service today so that they can pray for you right away. Again, we would love to be able to celebrate with you. In fact, let's take a moment and celebrate this morning. Congratulate those who prayed that prayer. As we move into a time of communion, I want to encourage you that this joy that we celebrate today, I want to encourage you to share the joy of the Lord with those around you. Not just uh, the excitement of Christmas gifts and the decorations on the trees, but that you would share the joy of the Lord with people. Or, as the famous Christmas carol suggests, that you would repeat the sounding joy. Odds are, if you've said yes to Jesus, somebody in your life repeated the sounding joy to you. They shared with you the good news. And that's part of what we celebrate when we receive communion. There's good news involved in this. Jesus purchased something. He sacrificed everything, but he purchased something for you and for me. And that's life. It's abundant life. It's joy. I'm going to ask those who are going to serve communion to come forward this morning. Today we're going to be passing trays we're going to be uh, receiving communion together.
And here at South Suburban, if you, um, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, if you've said yes to him, we, we have what we call open communion, and that means you don't have to be a member here. This could be your very first time with us, and we invite you to participate. If Jesus is your Lord, we invite you to participate with us as we celebrate Christmas, as we celebrate the joy and everything that Jesus purchased for us. So on that night when Jesus spoke with his disciples and he told them about the joy And he told them about his separation, and he shared with them about his death. He took bread, and he passed it around to his disciples, and he he said, take this bread, and, and this is my body that's broken in a very personal statement again. This is my body broken for you. And I want you to take this. I want you to remember. And then Scripture says in the same manner, he took a cup, and he passed it around, and he said, this is a... This is a cup of my blood, and it represents a brand new covenant. This is all about you believing in me now. I'm going to fulfill this requirement of the law. I'm going to fulfill this perfection that none of you can live up to. And God knew that, and so he sent his perfect son. Scripture calls him a pure, spotless lamb. And this is the blood of that lamb. So Jesus passed it around and he said, take and drink this in remembrance of me. And every time that we get together and we do this, we remember the sacrifices that Jesus made because of his great love for us and because of the joy that was set before him because he knew what he was purchasing for us. And we celebrate that today. Let's pray together. Father, thank you. Thank you for sending your very best, your one and only son. Jesus, thank you for going all the way to the cross for us because of the joy that was set before you. We get to live and experience joy in our own lives now. And we say thank you. Thank you, thank you. We pray that as we do this today, God, that it would honor you, that it would, uh, that it would bless you, God. And we, as we do it, Lord, we also look forward to the day when you come back for us your church. We want to commit ourselves to you, Lord, until we see you face to face, Lord. Continue to work in us. Continue to develop us, God. Continue to make us yours. In Christ's name we pray and all God's people said, amen.